Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring you a woman who uses her talents to help other women succeed in work and in their lives. I've enjoyed hearing their stories for more than 10 years and chose 19 of them to contribute to my book, Leading Women, which is still available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and your area bookstores. You know, now, this is so exciting, now, this new book, a new book, yes, In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life. It's available for pre-buy on Amazon right now. You can get it for the holidays, and will be available in hardback everywhere on January, everywhere on January 8, 2019. I'm so excited about this book that I chose some of, the, of these amazing women who were quoted in it to talk about In This Together and about their work on behalf of women. So this week, I'm pleased to welcome back my friend and leading woman co-author, Gloria Felt. Gloria is the co-founder and president of Take the Lead, whose mission reflects her life's passion to prepare, develop, inspire, and propel women to take their fair and equal share of leadership positions by 2025 or, of course, sooner. She's a highly sought-after keynote speaker and is the best-selling author of four books, the latest, No Excuses, Nine Ways Women Can Change How They Think About Power. Gloria also teaches women power and leadership at Arizona State University and is the former president and CEO of Planned Parenthood Federation of America. And she was named Vanity Fair's America's Top 200 Women Leaders, Legends, and Trailblazers. Also, Glamour Women of the Year and Boards 40 Over 40. I'm so pleased to welcome Gloria back to Conversation with Smart Amazing Women. Gloria, good to talk with you as always. Gloria Feld, my gosh, our history is pretty pretty amazing, really. You were just mentioning how how you meet these amazing women, and uh, it just takes you down even a better path than, than you were on. So this journey is really about who we meet along the way and who we connect with and who helps who. And women are so good. You and I both know this. Women, when they do connect and they do support each other, amazing things happen. And you're one of those women. So welcome. Well, I am so glad to be connected to you, Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and I do believe that the world turns on human connections. So we're on the same wavelength there. You are a great connector, and I'm learning a lot from you about connection as well. Just to throw this out real quick, I think the way that you and I met was destined. It was destiny. I mean, there's sometimes there's just things that happen that you know that they're supposed to be, but, of course, the last book, Leading Women, 20, 20 Influential Women Speak About Leadership, Business, and Life, you were one of the main chapters because of your book, No Excuses, and, and all about your power tools, which I'll let you talk about. You know, we had done an in- interview for your uh, conversation about your book, and then it just struck so close to home to everything Women Connect for Good was doing and is doing that it just made sense that you be one of those chapters. But since then, our relationship has grown, and Women Connect for Good is very simple. It's just women supporting the efforts and the mission of other women who are helping women as well. And so our mission is matched up, and then Take the Lead, which is a women's leadership curriculum mentoring. I'll let you talk about that too, but uh, our goal is to have equal gender parity for women's leadership by the year 2025, but now I'm working on the board. You've got me. 
you've got me on the run now. It's a good run. It's a very good run. I want to thank you for uh, partnering with Women Connect for Good and take the lead. I think we're going to do some amazing things in this this world to really, really give women their voice and their leadership in this. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so excited, and I love the whole notion of partnership. I love the whole notion that you are working on right now, Nancy, about women helping women and the importance of that because we know we need to be intentional and proactive about it. There are so many people who are trying to deliver a message that women don't help other women, but that's not my experience at all. It's a learnable process that we need to help and coach and and teach and, and set an example for women of how much more powerful we are and how much more we can do when we work together. So thank you for all that you do in that realm. And I'm so excited about your new book coming out. So it's, uh, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. In this together, it's how successful women support each other in work and life. But the important thing is also it's about helping. Yeah. Also, I think one of the things that women are beginning to understand and learn is that we don't have to do it all. We can get help. We can ask for help. And we can give help. And I think when those, those variables are included in how women can, can do business and, do, and run, their, run their lives or their lives, how they live, I mean, anything's possible. But we do have to ask for what we want, and we do have to ask for help as well. Exactly. First, we have to know what we want, and we have to be clear about our intentions. Uh, you know, I spend a lot of time and done a lot of research on why women haven't reached gender parity in any sector in terms of the top leadership. And I think the main thing that I have found is that there are culturally learned beliefs and behaviors around power and intentionality, and that women often just don't see themselves as even being able to have those kinds of aspirations. I got an email from a young woman who had been in one of Take the Lead's training programs recently, and she, she said, I, I would, if it hadn't been for this program, I would have never submitted my application for executive director of this organization. Yeah. Yeah. And now I have been offered the job, and not only did I get offered the job, but I knew how to negotiate for more money going in and also an opportunity to earn more as I am able to bring more resources into the organization. So that's the kind of thing that is, I'm so passionate about and that keeps me going and that why I believe we can reach leadership parity by 2025 by working together because we can, we can teach women these skills. It's interesting. I was watching uh, Netflix last night. If you get to see it, it's on feminism. And being a feminist for a long, long time was considered a dirty word. But it's coming back again as a positive word. And I'm so excited about that because women are beginning to understand that, you know what, being a woman is a good thing. Being, and, having oh, the skills, yeah. and, and having the skills that we have and being a feminist and truly, truly embracing our femininity is really a, another one of those positives that women need to understand. You know, we don't have to lead as men. We don't have to dress as men. I mean, I, when I was in the hospital working for the large health care system, I wore a tie. I mean, I, don't, I know you probably at some point did have padded shoulders and wore yep. a tie. And Susan, and, and I, looked, I looked like a guy. I dressed like a guy. And those are the only models that I have. You know, and, and in the book, in this together, we talk about the importance of the femininity, but we talk about how we, as women, are sometimes our own worst enemies. 
and that without the role models and without the, the, the women that support us, that many of us are just doing the best we can. And like you said, this woman, she saw another way. She found she did. Way. She did. It, it's so it's so gratifying. And I, you know, back to your notion of um, women helping women, and and there's enough for all of us. The, I one of the things that I I want to have a chance to discuss with you because you're in this one together with us too, is the upcoming incredibly wonderful theater event that Take the Lead is sponsoring on December 15th in New York, that is the story of Gloria Steinem. So speaking of feminists and feminism, oh, yes. she's the one that everybody thinks of now. You know, I, we call each other the other Gloria, but she's definitely the Gloria. I, I know that. I know that going in. Yeah. And and she Gloria herself will be there on December 15th to conduct a discussion with the audience. And so if anybody's interested in in knowing more about it, they can contact me, and I'm sure we'll be providing them with some links where they can get information and get to the Eventbrite and, and how you can get tickets and all that. Uh, but I just want to say about one of the things that Gloria Steinem always says is that we are linked, not ranked. And wow. I find that to be such a profound way of thinking about how women can help each other. Once you start realizing you're linked, not ranked, you are on a different plane you're just it's a different it's an openness it's an understanding that there is not a finite pie and that if I help you and you help me we both have more so I'm really excited about this theater event Uh, we're we're recording this and I know this will not play today but I'm just going to say this we happen to be recording this podcast on Giving Tuesday and our goal today is to raise enough money to bring 100 young women and girls who need to know their history and need to know about Gloria Steinem and all that the women's movement has accomplished for them and why yeah. feminism is a yeah. good word. Uh, so that's, that's what we're aiming to do is, is we want to fill the theater with lots of people that we're especially passionate about making sure that some of these young women and girls who don't get the opportunity to learn the history of the women's movement will be able to be there and, and be inspired by this story. And, and that's such a good point is that We've always had a very rich history, but most, most of it, unfortunately, has not shown up in books and is not taught to young women. I know women's studies programs have been dropped off in universities all across the country. So we know about our forefathers, but we don't know about our foremothers, the mothers that were standing on the shoulders of all the women who have given us the opportunities that we have today to, to not be property, to vote, to, to have a voice. Of course, we need more of that, but yet it's going to just take more of us connecting. You know, and, and the thing that I always have liked about both you, both you Glorias, Gloria Steinem and Gloria Felt, mm-hmm. is the importance of understanding. You, you know, you, you could write this book in this together because it, it really was from the very beginning inclusive and bringing a diverse population of women together. To, to really come together to really use those talents and those abilities and that voice to make a difference. And I think, I think a lot of women need to understand that, that we've been working on this stuff a long time, but yet we still have some more work to do. I mean, that's the whole thing is that we do still have work to do for equal pay, uh, gender equality. I mean, the Equal Rights Amendment, I mean, I was looking, listening to it again. The Equal Rights Amendment, we need to have that in our country. It needs to be passed. So, you know, as far as leadership, and, and let's talk about power, because 
And we okay. didn't talk about we didn't talk about your personal story. I mean, you you are you were someone who who basically came from you you pulled yourself up by your bootstraps and you kept chugging along. But just talk about that just for a minute because I think it's so sure. very very important. Sure. And and I you know before we got on this call, we were talking about how in, how many incredible women come from places where you might not expect them to come from. And I actually think that sometimes being on the edges or the fringes is helpful. You learn to, you just learn to make things happen. You learn a different kind of way. Things are not handed to you. And I, yeah, I, I was a teen mom. I had all three of my kids by the time I was 20. I married my high school sweetheart. I was uh, living in, in small towns in Texas, and not the kind of place where you would think that uh, someone who ended up being a leader in the women's rights movement might come from. But I sort of woke up. I woke up after my third child was born. I just had this epiphany, and quite frankly, it was the birth control pill that enabled me to have this epiphany. And yeah. I realized, oh, I could actually plan my life. I could actually start to college. And I'd been a smart kid, but nobody had ever encouraged me to think about what my profession would be. And, and I didn't have that intention. I didn't have that vision of myself as being able to be the, the leader of anything. And so I, I, it all happened slowly for me. And I started to the community college in town where I was living in Odessa, Texas, was all there was. There was no senior level college at the time. So I started to community college, and it was, it was a great eye-opener for me. But because there wasn't a senior-level college there, it took 12 years for me to be able to finish my degree. And during that time, I had some interludes where I started getting involved in community service work. And I got involved first in the civil rights movement, and that's really what helped me start to feel more powerful myself because I could see that change was possible. If people would get together and help each other and have a plan, even if they didn't have any formal power, they didn't have any political power, they didn't have wealth, they could make a difference. They could make things happen. So I learned a lot from that. But one of the things I noticed was that the women were doing all the work and the men were the people who were getting recognized and were in the leadership positions. And that was when I had my second epiphany, which was, hey, if there are civil rights, well, then women must have them too. And it was at that point that I decided I would be devoting my life to helping women have a fair and equal share of, of all the good things in this world. I think we, are, we deserve it. Yeah, that's funny. I was listening, Hillary, I listened to Hillary. She made up, this was a long time ago, she said, uh, women's rights are human rights, and human rights are women's rights. Yes. And, yes. and I think this is something that we all need to understand. And there's many women that right now do not even have a clue about that. They don't That's have right. You just, you just gave me chills because, Nancy, I was in the auditorium in Beijing when Hillary said that at well, the Fourth World Conference on Women. And she shocked the world when she said it. But now people understand it's true. And it's more true than ever. Last night they showed the, the Women's March in the 70s, and then they showed the Women's March 2017. And <laughs> it, was, uh, you know, it was interesting to have them kind of playing against each other, you know, running next to each other and back and forth. And I, I guess what I, I thought to myself, I thought, you know, 
things have changed, but then there's still so many things that have not changed. And I think women need to be aware. And I think, again, that history, and, and like you said, Gloria Stein, I'm coming to uh, doing this play in New York and then actually talking about where we've been and where we are and where we're going. And, and uh, this last election, of course, was a wonderful example of, of women stepping out, using their voices. And, I mean, so we're, we are seeing some amazing things occur and, and, and the book, In This Together, and your book, The Nine Power Tools, it's really about it's really understanding where, we're, where, we're, where we've come from and who we are mm-hmm. and where we're going. Right. Yeah, no, I, I would just, just add to that that very often when people are looking at what's in the media and they're hearing information about the sea change, and, and, and your example is a really good one of, of all the women who ran for office this time, the biggest number ever, yeah, and the, the, this is, for the first time, there's over 100 women in the House of Representatives and more than 120, I think, in, in Congress overall. But the, the thing that people need to understand is that things don't just happen. Yeah. It may look like a wave, but somebody's been pulling and pushing and creating that wave. Somebody's been creating the wind that made that wave happen. That, you know, it takes people working together in a movement to actually make that change happen. So it's easy to feel like when after something is done and there's a success, it's easy to feel like, well, this was a moment in history. It, it happened because of all these historical circumstances. And the historical circumstances are important, but I think as, as we'll also learn at, at the play about Gloria Steinem, it takes people proactively and intentionally having a vision having the courage to actually take action and then having the persistence to stay with it until it's done. And it feels so good when you, when you reach a plateau like this, it just, you just want to celebrate and you should celebrate, but then there's always more to do. There's always more to do. And there are, there are wonderful examples of things that are occurring. Iceland, for example, you know, the women's leadership and women being on the board. Well, uh, California just passed a state law that women have to be on public boards. It's mandated. Yes. So yes. Have to occur that that basically you can't ignore the fact that. Wait a minute. Does anybody look around the room and say, Wait a minute? There's you and I. I know have have been in board meetings. I've oftentimes been one the the only woman or maybe the second woman in the room, and I'm not sitting on the edge. I'm sitting at the table, and mm-hmm. that's not always true. I mean, that's not always true, and that has to be true. We're not going to make any changes for the better of this world unless we're sitting at the table. So talk about power now. Let's talk about power. All right. All right. So what, what, I, what I found that was uh, it was actually somewhat, I would not say it's antithetical, but was overlooked by some of the research that had been done before I started researching for my book, No Excuses, Nine Ways Women Can Change How We Think About Power, is that the research that I found seem to imply and sometimes said exactly this, that women have less ambition than men. And that's why we weren't at equal place in leadership roles. Well, that I could, I just knew in my heart that was not true. In my, you know, I, I just knew it. And so as I did my research and, and the data, and also as I interviewed women all over the country, and frankly, as I looked into my own behavior in my own past and how I had always used my voice for other people, but I never used it for myself, I realized that women have an ambivalent relationship with power that is culturally learned. 
And in our culture, the narrative of history has been a narrative of war, of conflict, of there being a finite pie. And I have to scramble for my crumbs of it, and I can't let you have any. And so if I let you have some, then I'm giving up something myself. Well, the truth is, in an economy that's based in brains, not brawn, that's not even functional anymore because there is no finite pie of intelligence or innovation or technology that can be developed. You know, there isn't. But also that when I would tell women, well, let's not think about power as being the power over you because you've borne the brunt of really bad stuff over the years. You've been abused, harassed, and, you know, you've, you've borne the brunt of the bad stuff. What if you change the definition of power in your own mind to, ha- to being the power to? Yeah. The power to innovate, to create, to make life better for your family, yourself, for the world, your community, whatever it is that you're interested in. Well, I would then see the mask go off of women's faces, and they would relax, and they would say, well, yes, I want that. I want that kind of power. And so then we would go on to talk about how there isn't a finite pie. And anyway, women are really good at making more pies when we need more pies. And so we would, we would talk about that. And, and then I found that once we can reframe power in our own minds, that the women that I work with are ready. They're ready. They're prepared. You know, women have been earning more college degrees than men for two decades now. So we're the ones with the education. We're the ones with the skills. What we need is the ability to embrace our power and the intention to to become the leaders that we're really capable of being. So we have to change our minds about power in order to accomplish that. And it's just miraculous. It's miraculous once we do that. No, but I was speaking to a group of women attorneys, and these uh, instinctive, almost uh, something naturally to ask this group, because you assume you know, women are litigators. Women attorney are litigators. You know, they they're use their voices and they have their power. But I asked how many in the room felt powerful, and only two people raised their hand, two women. Hmm. I mean, and mm-hmm. it, it, does, it does suggest that we don't understand our talents and our power, too. And, and this is something, once we do, we're, we're there. We're definitely there. Uh, so talk a little bit about Take the Lead, what's coming up, and what people should know about that. And, and again, let's talk a little bit more about the Gloria Steiner event on, in December. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the opportunity to do that. Take the Lead's mission is, is we have four pillars, we call them. So we prepare, develop, inspire, and propel women to take their fair and equal share of leadership positions across every sector by 2025. And what that means is, We provide a unique training program that enables women to redefine power and gives them very specific actionable tools and also requires them to create a strategic action plan for themselves so that they leave with not only the knowledge and the tools, but also a plan, a concrete plan. And then we follow up to make sure that they're acting on their plan. So there's, there's that part of it. And then we have provide coaching and mentoring to support that and back it up. And what we find is that when we have women in cohorts and have them together over a period of a few months, that the secret sauce is they start helping each other just organically. They don't even need us to tell them to. But we also make it proactive and and intentional. We specifically talk to them about the importance of their nurturing each other, how they can be peer mentors and, and, and help each other. 
And then we provide role models through our monthly virtual happy hours where I interview accomplished women that you want to know. And I, we try to give people concrete takeaways. It's a live webcast. Our goal is to provide the role model. You can, you can find out how did she do it? How did she do it? How did she get to be what she's doing? And also, we want to give people each time some concrete takeaways that they can use immediately in their own lives and careers. And then um, the fourth thing is the thought leadership component. And the thought leadership component is designed to focus on the solutions rather than focusing on the problems. I think that for so long we have seen really negative headlines, and we start to think negatively about where women are in society. For example, the headlines about the pay gap every year sound like this. Women still earn 22 cents less than men per dollar. Mm -hmm. And instead of saying, look, there are some great companies out there that are starting to evaluate what their pay scales are and making right. sure. Like, for example, Salesforce is a company that looked at all of their the, the pay. They looked at the pay by gender, and they have put money into equalizing that pay. And there are many other, many other companies that are now doing that. Also, we've begun to develop ways to, to take the bias, the – implicit bias out of the process of recruiting and applying for jobs and hiring people, evaluating resumes and hiring people. So there are many good things that are happening out there, and we feel like it's important to make sure that people hear the positive stories of the ways we can make change rather than just focusing on the problem. So training, mentoring, and coaching, role modeling, and thought leadership, that's the prepare, develop, inspire, and propel. So the combination of those is one of the things that differentiates Take the Lead from any other women's leadership program. It's comprehensive. Many programs out there are very good, but they, tend, but they are more likely to do one thing and think it's a silver bullet. There's no one silver bullet. Women need the whole package. Secondly, we do, that, we do have that sophisticated focus on the nature of power and how we can reframe it so that we love it and we'll use it in an, an intentional way. And thirdly, we really do focus on the point that you care so much about, which is the collaboration, the networking, the cohort building, and, um, and then finally on changing that narrative to a positive one. So those are the things that differentiate from take, take the lead from most of the other leadership programs that you find. Well, and I think that's what we're doing now. We're, we can't keep talking about it. We've got to do something about that. Do something, you know, since Me Too and Time's Up, Nobody was doing anything, and so here's the leadership program that can do something about that. Mm-hmm. Here's a book that can do something about that in this together, right. how successful women support each other in work and life. And you're right. right. We come, we're coming from a place of abundance, and we're coming from a place that we, we, have, we have knowledge, we have some experience, we've got some research, we've got data that shows when women are in top leadership positions in companies and sit at the table in the board of director room, these companies are more successful. So we, yeah. we've already got data out there that shows that. Yes. Okay. Yes, so we do. Last but not least, the, the proceeds for In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life are going to, um, a little drum roll, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> drum roll, please. <laughs> All the proceeds from the book will go to take the lead because that's how passionate I am, and my team is about the importance of this leadership program. Take the lead is the way to get it done. 
and women connect for good and take the lead. When we come, when we've come together, watch out. We are going to get it done, and it's going to be fun while we're doing it too. And then the fun thing, let's talk about Gloria Steinem again because that is yes. going to be very cool. Yes, we are so grateful for all of that, Nancy. And the Gloria Steinem event is December fifteenth. It is a matinee, a two p.m. matinee, because we know that's holiday season, and many people have parties to go to in the evening. So. We're hoping that the matinee will be a good time, and it's a great, you know, an afternoon is a great time for girlfriends to come together, for mothers and daughters to come together, um, uh, sisters, father and daughter, whatever, but it's it just, you know, an, an afternoon matinee is a really cool thing. And there's there are different giving levels. The basic ticket is $250. There's not a bad seat in the house. I have been to the theater. It is fabulous. It's a small theater in the round. It looks exactly like Gloria Steinem's actual living room. And and then there are different giving levels for being able to come to a VIP reception where the Tony-winning producer of the show and producer also of things like Kinky Boots and great big successes that you know about. Her name is Daryl Roth, and it's her theater. So she's going to be there to answer questions for us during the VIP reception before the theater event. And then um, for a few very lucky select donors, there will be a dinner afterwards. So you can find all of this by going to our website at uh, taketheleadwomen.com. Um, and, or you can go directly to the Eventbrite, and I'm going to just spell this out. It's very short. It's B-I-T period L-Y front slash Steinem, no capitals, 1215. But you know what? Somebody can, if somebody just wants to know more, they can just email me. I'm happy for them to do that. Gloria Felt at TakeTheLeadWomen.com and I'm happy to help anybody if they want to find out more about this. Um, Gloria Steinem herself will be there to lead the discussion, and there will be some cool gift bags and, and Gloria merch for some of our, our wonderful donors. And all of these proceeds will go to take the lead to help us expand and uh, create more of what we call our 50 Women Can Change the World program. Yeah. And in our 50 Women Can Change the World program, we work with women over a two to three month period in, um, in these cohorts in different sectors. For example, uh, we have done nonprofit or social profit, as we like to call it, um, based on, on your thinking, Nancy. We have done women in healthcare. We've done women in media and entertainment. We're about to do women in finance and women in journalism and more women in healthcare next year. And also, we're intending to raise the money to do some for women in tech because there's such a such a lack of women in tech leadership so we're yeah. we're we're hoping to be able to do that next year no I'm no we're not going to hope I try not to say hope we're not going to hope we're going to <laughs> intend we're going to do it we're going to yeah. absolutely yeah. do it okay. and okay. so that that's what that's why we're that's why we're doing this fundraiser at the end of the year to get give ourselves a, a good on-ramp to elevate those programs next year and we're so excited about it, and I would encourage anybody who's interested to find me at Gloria Felt at TakeTheLeadWomen.com. Go to TakeTheLeadWomen.com website, uh, and, or you can also probably just Google for it on Eventbrite and find it on Eventbrite. What else did I say? Did I forget uh, anything? 
that was a great oh. deal. You did you did fantastic. This is going to be historical. I mean, this is. I mean, you have to stop and think about this. This is a historic. Not only will it be exciting and it'll be a wonderful event. It's historical. It's something that I don't think. I, I mean, I know I don't want to miss. It'll change their world. It'll change their lives in some way. I really yeah. do believe that. And, um, and it is truly a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to, to be in the room and have that conversation with Gloria Steinem, who has done so much to advance women in our society. Yeah, yeah she's, she's tr- truly a force for good, a force for good, just like you. Just, I, I think <laughs> the two Glorias are a lot alike. Your, your voice is just what you're doing in the world, Gloria, is absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm so happy that we're partnering and we're connected. But, again, we're growing this community of like-minded women and also like-minded men. We need to always say this, that we are also, we need our male allies, we need our male advocates. But in this together, we talk about all of that, is that we're, we're going down the road together. We'll get there together and things are going to happen. I always appreciate what you have to say and what you do. And, Gloria, I'll see you soon. I will see you in New York in December. Yes, indeed. And the beautiful uh, lights, and the, it'll be a beautiful time and, and, uh, for the Christmas, the, the holiday season. So yes, yeah. Well, me, me too. Uh, and we are, we are definitely in this together. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. All right, okay. I'll be talking to you soon, and you have a wonderful day, Gloria. Thank you. You too, Nancy. Thank you. Bye.